Hello, Rob. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the 10-Minute Design Chat. Thank you very much, mate. Let's talk about card draw. So, we're back. And as we mentioned in the last episode, this season we're focusing on mechanisms. Or mechanics, but it's mechanisms, we think. I probably will still keep calling it mechanics. I also probably will too. (laughs) Um, And if you go onto BGG and you look at the list of uh, official mechanisms, if you like to call it that, um, there's some quite broad ones there, but we decided that it might be fun to really pare it back and really go back to basics. Look at the building blocks of mechanisms, because a lot of them, as written, are actually made of lots of smaller other mechanisms. You look at the cog and then you look closer and realise the cog is made out of more smaller cogs. Oh my goodness. It never ends. You're so deep. And like We were literally just talking about how broad should we go? And we're like, we should start with where it really begins. Card draw. <laughs> yeah. For people, obviously, I know most people listening to the podcast will know what we mean by card draw. But let's just really clarify it. What we're talking about here essentially is physically taking, obtaining a card that's basically what we're talking about um and so oh the ice cream van's coming wrong <laughs> oh finally <laughs> i'll have a 99 with a flake please <laughs> physically obtaining i know this the, the taste of ice cream is is already in my mouth too but physically obtaining a card taking a piece of fibrous rectangular maybe not necessarily mm, might not be though it could be circular we're going to be quite pedantic this uh, podcast going to be honest <laughs> Taking something off of a pile of something else, I would say. <laughs> yeah, let's let's stick to that. Uh, we're going to be talking about that, um, and we're going to talk about what you can do to make that seemingly very simple decision slash action more exciting, or more annoying, or maybe even other feelings. Oh, <laughs> my favourite feeling, other. <laughs> I just have the three feelings. Happy, sad, and other misc feeling <laughs> yeah i think the misc feeling for me might just be hungry <laughs> that's usually the case well i'm excited about this because i feel like we've got a lot to talk about so we thought we'd keep it short and snappy for today's little alien test and what i wanted to do with you chris is we talk about card draw i feel like i would be surprised though you're welcome and please is the perfect place to start if you've never heard of card draw but i feel like everybody really knows what card draw is so chris i'm going to give you 30 seconds and i just want you to name as many games as you can, which include the mechanic or mechanism, card draw. Ready? Oh boy, are you counting these? I I will be. Yeah, with my fingers. I'm gonna forget what games exist. <laughs> it's always like a brain jammer. You ready? Three, two, one, go. I've forgotten all the games. Uh, terraforming <laughs> Mars. Um, Ding. Uh, oh, uh, Seven Wonders. Seven <laughs> Wonders Jewel. Classic. Um, Crazy Eights. Uno. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ah, I'm thinking Quacks of Quedlinburg. Oh, that does have it. It does, it does. It does have it in, technically. Um, You've got five seconds. Um, Oh no. Oh, Skull. 
Yeah. Um, um, too it... many bones. Does that have cards? I don't even know. It does. Yeah, I'll give you that one for sure. Seven. You managed to get seven. That was atrocious. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a recurring thing because it is a surprisingly hard thing on the spot. But I mean, as is slightly referenced by how many games Chris managed to pick up in thirty seconds, there are a lot of games with card draw. I think that if you used to even collect like Pokemon cards or Magic the Gathering, you were well, well used to this mechanic. But we want to break it down a little bit because I think this is super helpful for beginners, absolute beginners, uh, and people who have, you know, designed hundreds of games. We want to kind of sort of see, break into the actual meat and potatoes of what card draw is. So me and Chris were having a little chat beforehand about how would we take the action of drawing a card off of the table and off of a deck of cards and putting it into your hand. And the idea there is, I guess, that first you might have your trigger, something like at the start of your turn, followed by the action, draw a card and the destination. So to your hand or the output, you know, that could be another way of putting it. So start of your turn, draw a card and put it in your hand. That's probably the most standard term you could use, most commonly thing, uh, sort of used mechanism in card draw games. But Chris, that's just the basics. How could you, you know, even just by changing one of these three things, you know, at the start of your turn, you got your trigger, you got your action of draw a card and your destination up to your hand. How could that change a game? Well, let's take them one by one. I think this is a good way to do it, right? So let's think about the, the trigger for a start. So you mentioned start of a turn. Quite often in games, you'll at the start of your turn, draw a card, for example. If we flip that on its head, there's also lots of games where you draw up at the end of your turn and you'll draw x number of cards or two a certain number of cards which is another dial that you can turn which we can talk about as well other things could be that you have to draw a card when a certain action happens in the game so it could be that there's a, a track around the board and when you reach a certain spot the trigger is you draw a card now and that can be either you choose to go there or otherwise mm -hmm. could be another player has played a card which allows you to draw a card oh. or or forces you to draw a card. Uh -huh. And that's another thing we'll talk about in a second is just because you get to draw a card doesn't mean it's a good thing, right? Yeah, I think the classic thing is that people like drawing cards in games. And so in, in sort of the standard protocol, at the start of your turn, you get a little bit of a present every turn. You know, you get to draw a card from the deck and oh, that's wonderful, but not always. And I think that that's a really interesting way of having this break down sort of add a bit of spice so we've got sort of triggers you know start of your turn end of your turn uh, when you take damage when you play a card when someone else plays a card what about the action so we've got currently draw a card draw one card so it could be draw x cards so that can be any number within reason which can also be variable depending on how many you've already got yeah it could be draw two matching cards mm -hmm. could be draw two different cards yeah so it doesn't just have to be numerical and also draw a card from which deck you know is there a good deck is there a bad deck you know at the beginning a good example might be you know at the beginning of each round you must draw a new event card and that means that the game the round has changed and so that might be good or bad or it might mean that if more of those are drawn then that's actually really good or really bad or a mix of both could also be some a face up and some a face down so do you know what you're drawing before you draw it or not that would be another thing to consider and so we're drawing these cards at the trigger point, but where do they go? Now we've talked a little bit about to your hand, which we'll be covering in a future episode, like the hand and actually how that works. But where else could you draw your card to? The table. 
I suppose. So it's, if it's a game where you, you draw a card and you put it straight down. So in the simplest sense, I guess what I'm thinking is uh, like snap. So you, you draw a card. In that situation, it's technically from your own pile, but you can do it and then you put it straight down, right? So that could be somewhere it could go. And I guess like the interesting thing here is that this sort of trigger action destination, if you added a few more steps in there, like you can start doing some crazy stuff. Like what if the drawing of the card triggers that card to then do something, which then triggers more things to happen, which makes more cards draw. You know, I've seen that in like sort of timer decks where it will be like draw a card off the top and it tells you how many of those cards you have to just discard. And if once that gets to zero, it's you lose. And like, what if that's one? What if that's five? And then there's another timer deck in there, which means that you just mill your deck down so there's a big variety of these sort of things but we talked a little bit about how changing the way of the gateway the sort of surrounding mechanisms the rest of the game basically uh, are functioning can make drawing a card feel really good or really bad and we sort of mentioned a little bit about it what if there's bad things in the deck you know the common thing is that everything you draw is good yay more cards but what happens when for example in games like mage knight where when you take damage you draw you draw wound cards from the wound deck and you put them into your deck and then when you draw those on future turns you're now you you know you might take damage you might just not have as many cards to play with it might curse you and have ongoing effects when they're in your hand maybe they're worth negative points at the end of the game so what you can see in a lot of deck builders is actually the the sort of as the as the hero maybe gets a little bit more weary of their travels and battles that their deck gets worse and it becomes this sort of you feel that in the way of drawing a card it's almost this hopeful emotion that might come with that uh, or better you know maybe you feel more powerful as you go through them all which is the principle of a lot of deck building games right you start with weak cards you add better ones and you want to get the good ones to come out and that feeling of oh i might never actually get it to come out is actually part of the driving as well so that's that intermediate feeling it's not good mm-hmm. and it's not bad it's kind of has potential to be either yes if you, if you get the card to come out it's going to be good if it never comes out it's going to be bad and that kind of intermingling is uh, is exciting not knowing what's going to happen yeah a hundred percent and i think that you know as with that you were mentioning before like how with, with combos you might be waiting for that one last piece of your puzzle and there's that sense of hope and you know if you get it it's a hell yeah you know you draw that card and there's an actual almost like physical reaction to excitement or when it's like you know we're on the last turn i've got to do it now it has to be this card you know the classic ego term like the heart of the cards i need something now and you don't get it (laughs) and when it's almost so opposite of what you need like that it gives a kind of fun funny you know a little bit disappointed but almost comically oh no, I, was, I didn't have a chance sort of thing yeah I'm, I'm laughing as a single fat tear rolls down my cheek and drips onto the table and I think one thing to mention is that when you start designing a game that involves drawing cards and if you're going to design games you will design a game that involves drawing cards it's almost inevitable how do you how do you start deciding on the trigger, the action and the destination? I think for a lot of people, it's generally based on what they know. Maybe they've played a game recently where it's, you know, at the end of your turn, draw up to draw three cards to your hand. And I think that's a good place to start. But thinking what dials you can turn yourself to make the game feel different is really important. It's a really interesting point because, you know, we mentioned that, you know, the classic at the start of your turn, you draw a card and you put it in your hand. And that is probably the most like bread and butter version of it. But 
people are very creative with the ways that they uh implement that but i've definitely found personally like when i found a mechanic or a way of doing something that i like to do it then i don't really change it very often <laughs> and it might be that if your game is perhaps missing a little juice or a little, so little something here and there it might not need something as drastic as let's add loads of content let's overhaul all this kind of stuff like it might just be that you know if your game's feeling slow who's to say that you draw two cards at the start of your turn and you know who's to say that maybe you have a hand limit of like five cards and you always draw back up to five so you always have options you know if you, maybe if your game's feeling a bit unfair or one-sided or like you know these things or maybe you want to do the opposite maybe you actually want to make card draw like feeling starved of carbs like you're almost your fault <laughs> like you're almost like you are weaker you should be weaker you need to get more cards yeah i mean do you stick to yours or so i i think i do but it's interesting so i'm developing a game called cosmo octopus at the moment um which is an engine building game so it's card driven now what's interesting about that game is that you don't draw up at the end of your turn and you don't draw cards at the start of your turn the only way to get cards is to go to specific spots on other cards that let you draw a card and that is really interesting because you also need to remember that people will have this like if they play lots of games they'll have this like instinct to take cards to draw cards <laughs> it's like the it's like the game is instinctive so you have to also be wary of the fact if you're going to flip how things work to make that clear to the players and to make it make sense in the the, the game um you've played that game rob so yeah you, you kind of you know how that works but it's, it's a good example i think it's a really good example we played that at uk games expo i sort of I got got the opportunity to play that along with uh with chris and and it was one of the first sort of games where i found that yeah i didn't really have as many cards at times but that was something that I could do, but I would need to get. And so whenever I would play a card that was really powerful in this game, which was like draw like five cards, um, it was it, was, it felt amazing because I'd look around at the table and everyone's got one or two cards in their hands and they're just like, oh, I want to do stuff, but I need to go draw cards. Whereas I'm just like, I have all of the power. Now I just need to get the resources to spend them. I feel like see how you could play with it mix and match like what what feeling are you trying to get out of it you know and see where you can sort of merge that into uh into your card draw mechanics so but yeah i mean well that brings us to a close chris uh the deck is shuffled and i'm putting it back in the box but before i completely tuck it away uh any final thoughts in general for this series try and think about the most basic part of a mechanism and, and just ask yourself, what are the assumptions I'm making about this? Why have I said it's draw one card at the start of the turn? And just have a think about what happens if I change that. It doesn't mean you have to do it, but it's a good sort of um, thought exercise that you might find is helpful in your design. Yeah, it's a really easy way to make quite a big change without actually having to change many components or anything. <laughs> like, you can just type, try it out and see what happens. Perfectly said, Chris. Well, I'll say goodbye to you and I will see you at 10minutedesignchallenge.co.uk. Thanks very much, Rob. And I'll see you at boardgamebud.com. This has been a 10-minute design chat on card draw. Thank you for listening. And here's something to ponder. If you've designed a card game, how does drawing a card in your game make you feel? And can you amplify it or make it more satisfying or different? Let us know if you found a way to do it.